to another episode of the Infernal Brains Podcast. I'm Tars Tarkas from TarsTarkas.net. And I'm Todd Statman from Die Danger, Die Die Kill, a.k.a. 40K. And today we have yet another extra special edition of the Infernal Brains Podcast <laughs> with one of the most probably ridiculous Batman films of all times <laughs> in that it is completely unauthorized and yet also surprisingly entertaining. It's uh-huh. James Batman yeah. from the wonderful Philippines. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, James Batman has actually gotten a lot of attention because for the longest time it was one of the only surviving examples of Filipino pulp cinema. That's changed a little bit in recent times, but uh, as a result of that it got a lot of write-ups on blogs such as, you know, TarsTarkus.net and Die Danger, Die Die Kill and elsewhere. So it's it's one of the, you know, and also because of the novelty of it being a, a Filipino film that features Batman and James Bond. So, uh, you know, it has quite a rep on the internets, is yeah. what I'm saying, I guess. Yeah, and it's popular enough among the cult circles that they actually, someone actually went and bothered to subtitle it. So there's fan stubs yes. out there, which you can easily find if you know how to Google so, we'll yeah. let we'll let the the, the listener right. do that. So, so uh, yeah, so everybody but your eighty year old mom can can yeah. find it. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah and, and and kudos to whoever subtitled it because the version that I had the 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 condition of most surviving old Filipino films tends to be pretty poor. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of film preservation. You know, they probably rank among the worst, which is not their faults. I mean, they're the Philippines. They have other things to worry about than preserving James Batman for yeah. the ages. So, and I, I think also with a lot of these, you know, Thailand is the same thing. I think with a lot of Southeast Asian countries, a lot of it is the climate, unless you have yeah. these films stored in like a refrigerated storage space. They're just, you know, the humidity is just, they're going to rot. So, and I think that's the case with a lot of these films. So the version of of James Batman I watched, the the soundtrack was barely extant. You could barely hear it for most of the film. So thankfully there were the subtitles, which Mm -hmm. were extremely helpful. And also I watched it with my Filipino wife. So, and she... She translated the parts that were not translated on the uh, the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even even with the, the degradations, this is still it looks a lot better than a lot of older Filipino films. Yes, like, you go in and like they look like they're filmed through a haze of beer, and <laughs> like the audio. Yes, yeah, the it's audio like- is even worse than this, where like you can't hear anything at all. Yeah, they look like they've been, you know, they've been lying in a sewer for like 20 years, pretty much, you yeah. know, and you're watching them through a, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's like hangover vision. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. a miracle they even still exist. So. It is, yeah, so we're lucky to even be able to get to see them in that condition. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so, James Batman, as, as we mentioned, features both uh, Batman and James Bond, and they're both played by comedian Dolphy. In a dual yes. role, which is also pretty neat how they pull that off. Yeah, 
Well, that was sort of his thing. Dolph, a lot of Dolphy's movies, he plays a dual role. I think that came as a result of, in the 50s, he did a lot of drag roles. He'd play mm-hmm. like both the female and the ma- male leads in movies. So I think they stuck with that. But yeah, that it's, it's pretty well done, actually, considering it's kind of a low-budget film. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, from rewatching it, it looks like a couple of the scenes, they just got Adolfi alike hidden in the <laughs> yes. Batman costume. Yes. But in other scenes, they seem to both be out there, and they seem to like be sort of advanced with how they can get both of them in the same shot. Yeah. Times, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, the Patty Duke show level of, yeah, uh, yeah doubling. Uh, so you want to talk about Dolphy? His, yes. Uh, yeah. He is probably the most beloved comedian in the Philippines, you know, for, uh, as of the beginning of his career and until his death just a couple years ago. He's so, the, a good gauge of how popular he was is that when the Beatles played in the Philippines in 1966, he, it, Dolphy was the opening act. So, yeah. And he, uh, like, he had a really long career. He started in showbiz, like, he started performing back when the Japanese were occupying the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, he was in movies starting at age 19, and he was friends with Fernando Poe Sr. Yeah. And, uh, he did a lot of films with, actually, Fernando Poe's son. Yeah. And, who's also one of the biggest, Fernando Poe Jr., or FPJ, who's one yeah. of the, also one of the most, Beloved figures in Filipino popular cinema. Fernando Sr. introduced him to the head of Sampaguita Pictures, who was a guy named Dr. Jose Perez. Um, And he he became a contact player with Sampaguita in 1952. Sampaguita was actually the last of the big four studios. There had been a sort of a golden age of Filipino cinema in the 50s with four large studios making relatively lavish star-studded pictures. The industry fell on hard times in the late 50s, and Sampaguita ended up being the last uh, studio standing. So even though uh, James Batman definitely has the look of a low-budget B-movie, it was actually produced by the biggest uh, studio in the Philippines. Uh, and they had actually come very close to bankruptcy, but they were saved by having a huge hit with this film called Roberta, which was a melodrama based on a comic by Mars Rivello, who is the creator of Darna. Mm-hmm. And two of the stars of Batman were also in Roberta, Boyolano, who plays Robin, mm-hmm. or Ruben, depending <laughs> on which version you see, and Bella Flores, who played who plays Delia mm-hmm. in James Batman. We're yep. both in Roberta. Trivia. Next for yeah. your next Filipino <laughs> cinema trivia night. Keep these things in mind. Yes. And you know, Dolphy had hundreds of films uh, that he starred yes. in, a huge chunk of which uh, you can't see anymore because they're either degraded to the point where it's not worth it or they might be stashed away somewhere in horrible condition or they just might be lost. So. Or the man doesn't want you to see them. Yeah. There's also that. Yeah, and a lot of his, in the 
like I said, he did a lot of these sort of cross-dressing comedies. And then in the 60s, he started doing a lot of these very broad sort of Mad Magazine-style uh, pop culture parody movies. Yeah. Most of them parodies of Western pop culture, and especially of the James Bond movies. Uh-huh. We have a few titles we can list, but I'm ima- I imagine that it's probably just the tip of the iceberg. But mm-hmm. a couple movies that I've reviewed on 40K are Genghis Bond, and uh, and the other is Napoleon Doble and the Sexy Six, mm-hmm. and then a couple of the other titles are Doctor Yes and Dollfinger. And yeah. there's uh, Operation Butterball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dolpong Istanbul. Oh, I know that one. Doble Solo, and he did, besides the uh, spy films, he had, like, just the general James Bond, or no, general Mad Magazine parody types of, right. types of films. He had, like, his Tarzan character was Tan San, uh-huh. and then he there was a movie where Tan San met Tarzan, uh-huh. <laughs> and he did Pa Siklab Ni Long Ranger, <laughs> and... A Dolpong Hitler, where he was Hitler. Ah, hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, he all, and he also did parodies of Filipino uh, pop culture figures. Like he did a, there was a Darna movie. I can't remember the name, but a uh, Darna parody where yeah, he played Darna. Darna Kuno. Darna Kuno. And then he also did a Captain Barbell yeah. parody, as far as I know. And all, and also, you know, spy spoofs were a, are, have been a pretty central part of Filipino cinema, you know. Aside from one starring Dolph, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's one called James Bone, which has Polito, who's a sort of skinny James Bond. And then there's, uh, of course, the Agent Double Zero movie starring Wang Wang mm-hmm. for your hide only and the Impossible Kid, uh, which Andrew Leavold, of course, made a, a an incredible documentary about Wang Wang called "The Search for Wang Wang," which everybody should see. And also, they there is some serious spy films too, like the uh, the series of Tony Falcon Agent X forty four. That was quite a long running series mm-hmm. throughout the sixties into the eighties. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, uh, I think Chiquito. He also had a series of. Spice oh yes. Too. Yeah. I think he he's he and Dolphy's characters ran into each other in a couple of. The, yeah, there the were episodes. a couple where they were teamed up. And Dolphy often works in the comedy team with a comedian named Panchito, who you can see playing the Penguin in Alias Batman and Robin, the 1980s musical Filipino Batman film. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is <laughs> hmm, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even after the 60s boom, like Dolphy still kept busy making movies and TV mm-hmm. shows and radios. And even they did even did spoofs through the 90s, where he even did a Titanic spoof in 1998. Huh. So he's still, huh. he was still making stuff. Did he know. play the Titanic? Uh, I'm not sure what he played. Yeah. I'm assuming that film is new enough that it probably exists. So, yes, you're probably right. Yes. And there, oh, there's a, a McKenna's Gold parody, which is... That's uh, weird. That's the film I would not expect to have a parody, but it does. So. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. I saw the movie. I, I remember seeing that at a birthday party at a drive-in. It was the first time I ever saw a lady's naked butt on screen. <laughs> so that's so McKenna's Gold is very... Drilled, drilled into my mind, basically. Yeah. 
And also Batman has been pretty ubiquitous in Filipino pulp or I don't know what you want to call this kind of cinema. But um, there's, again, I think what we know of is only the tip of the iceberg. There's probably dozens and dozens of them. And yeah. I, I saw, Taurus, that you had mentioned a couple that on your site that I hadn't heard of, like this film Johnny Joker. You had yeah. a post about there's a, there was a trio of Batwoman and Robin films starring right. uh, Virginia, who's an action star. Mm. Her only film that appears to survive is called Revenge of Lady Fighter, which I reviewed, and it's actually pretty good. Mm. But she's uh, her, she's Virginia Aristorinas, and her son is Robin Aristorinas, and they play Batwoman and Robin. And ah. the first and third films is directed by June Aristorinas, Oh, also known as Junior, yeah, and he's uh-huh. her husband and Robin's dad. Uh, uh-huh. So, Batwoman and Robin is the first one, and then Batwoman and Robin meet the Queen of the Vampires. Right, is yeah. the second one, and then the third one is Johnny Joker. Hmm. And these were came out in '72 and '73. All right. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, besides uh, the posters and a couple of stills of Johnny Joker. That's all we know about them. Most of these yeah. films we only know about because they have posters that are still around, which means yeah. if there's Batman films that didn't even have posters, they're lost to history. Yeah. I actually wanted to mention, Tars, that you the site you mentioned, Pelicula ATBP, has a, a post with a ton of stills from Batman Fights Dracula. Oh, cool. A lot. Like, you know, like... Yeah. That Half one's from 67, by the way. Right, right. yeah. Starring, and that's like a holy grail for us, by yeah. the way. That's not the Batman Fights Dracula cartoon movie from the 90s. This is right. the, the OG Batman Fights Dracula. Yeah. Well, and as I, you can I, see, I, Batman and vampires are apparently mortal enemies because they fight each other in a lot of movies. <laughs> true, yeah. Cross-cultural some... mortal enemies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the, and what I liked in the Batman fights Dracula pictures is Robin in Batman fights Dracula dresses like Robin from the comics, except he wears a Batman cowl, which oh. looks pretty weird, but it's an interesting interpretation. And then there's a fight Batman fight, yeah. which I think is a straightforward uh, Batman movie. It might be a parody. Who knows? It's got a uh, cardboard box robot, but that really yeah. could mean anything. <laughs> yeah, right. You could go either way with that. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, of course, what the film we mentioned earlier, Alias Batman and Robin, which is a sort of a comedic musical mm-hmm. uh, version of Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. And all the songs are sort of based on, like, American 50s rock songs. Yeah. And that stars yeah. Joey DeLeon and yeah. his son, Kempe DeLeon. Yeah. So it's yeah. another family affair. Yeah. So. And that's an interesting movie because it's about, it's not really about Batman and Robin. It's about two guys who pretend to be Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. And then these villains who pretend to be Batman and <laughs> villains start, uh, you know, uh, yeah. start a crime wave in the city. And so, you know. These guys who pretend they even have their own Batmobile, so they have to like be Batman and Robin. It's it, yeah. it's kind of it's it's kind of good. Yeah, it's interesting how it like it works. in there's a theory in the Batman universe where the villains only show up in Gotham City because Batman's there, and this is an indirect. Like, this, this isn't a take on that, 
but it, interesting how it parallels with that series. Yeah, it dovetails with that yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. And it also, its, its namesake is a 1965 film called Alias Batman at Robin, <laughs> which is the first Filipino Batman movie that oh. I know about. And uh-huh. it's impossible to find anything on that one because it shares the name of Alias Batman and Robin. So. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's also, you know, the Philippines have made other sort of masked hero, masked Avenger mm-hmm. movies. There's a character called Baron Gustavo, mm-hmm. who's like a masked crime fighter, but it looks like sort of like a Zorro. It could be like a Zorro-inspired yeah. figure as well, because it looks like it takes place in the, you know, in the 19th century. So, but anyway, yeah. there's yeah. there's that. So lots yeah. of. Batman, Filipino Batman movies to look for and probably not find mm-hmm. because they're, you know, yeah, odded. Yeah, even not Batman, the Filipinos just has tons of independent comedic superhero movies throughout the years. Yeah. Even as late as, like, a couple of years ago, Manny Pacquiao was in one, so. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh, well, Pac-Man, I think it's called. Oh, okay. It did really bad at the box office. Yeah. No, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Too bad for Manny. Yeah. Um, Batman. <laughs> it should have been called Batman-y. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then there, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, yeah in the last uh, decade or so. There's been a lot of uh, you know Filipino heroes. I think there was a new Lastic Man movie, and uh, uh, and then uh, what else? What were some of the other ones? Um, Zaza Zaturna, which I think is one of Dolphy's girlfriends. Oh, okay. Oh, and then uh, what was that light the the lightning woman? I can't remember what that one was called. They came out in like the early two thousands. I can't remember it. I shouldn't have brought it up really. Yeah, Electro Girl or something like that. Something along those lines. Maybe we should talk about <laughs> James Batman because we actually know pretty much about yeah. James Batman. Yeah, not just, so much about yeah, these. Yeah, we could probably just do a whole podcast series on all the different. Filipino superhero films, and probably we will someday in the future, but that's yeah. then and this is now. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't project too far ahead. But it was a thing. I mean, after the um, the major studios, most of them imploded, what came in to fill the space was all these little scrappy independent companies making these low, and a lot of what they did was these low-budget sort of pop culture riff movies where they just take whatever was popular and sort of copy it or spoof it or whatever. So I, I sort of feel like James Batman is Sampaguita's uh, attempt to sort of go with that flow. Anyway, we should probably talk about the movie a little bit. Do you yeah. want to Do you wanna handle part one of the synopsis, Tars? Okay, so basically the Ewan is meeting like they normally do. And it turns out a rogue terrorist organization known as CLAW is threatening a large portion of the countries that they should immediately surrender or else they're going to be destroyed. And the meeting itself is even crashed by a CLAW agent who threatens that pretty much all of Asia and Europe has to surrender to communism and mm-hmm. hate America or else he's going to destroy the entire world. Right, yeah, one of the the preconditions is that they... Uh... What what's the word they like? They uh, shall be taught hatred of America. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, was that your interpretation that that was the United Nations? Because it was sort of obviously in the Philippines. Yeah. And there were a lot of Filipinos in the <laughs> United Nations. But, yeah, I figured it was like the Filipino United Nations or just the United Nations uh, Philippines branch. Yeah, I think that's... There's such a thing. Either that or it might be like some sort of, like the Asian Pacific Alliance, essentially right. running the yeah. same thing. But it's, yeah. like, you know, they're crashed by a guy who's dressed up like Fu Manchu. Totally, yeah. Who has who can shoot lasers from his hands and then yeah. disappears from the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he really does. And I like uh, uh, my favorite. One of my favorite parts of the movie is his like sidekick, that like really old guy <laughs> who looks like a priest, yeah. like all through the scene because his speech to the United Filipino Nations is pretty long winded, and the whole time he's delivering it. There's this really old guy standing next to him yeah. who looks really out of it. <laughs> he looks like maybe it's like grandpa got furloughed from yeah. the home and yeah. and so they just used him as an extra but it's it's really weird cuz yeah. he just seems to be totally checked out and there's all this melodrama going on around him. Yeah. Anyway, that's one of my one of my favorite parts. <laughs> yeah, and anyway, the old guy also does not reappear either after the. No, he the, doesn't. The Fu Manchu guy vanishes. Yes. Yeah, and the world is threatened, so of course they call in the obvious suspects, Batman and James Bond, instead of you know any serious military or right or you know. America or whatever, since America is directly threatened, or you know any any government people from any nation. So yes, the the America is basically threatened with being hated by the yeah. Philippines. But I, I I think the Philippines are pretty ambivalent about America as it is. I think that's part of the reason we have movies like this. Is yeah. it's sort of a way of them working out their sort of conflicted feelings about yeah. America. Yeah. I did find it interesting that they threaten America. But not the Philippines specifically. So yeah, that's yeah. Philippines. The Philippines is never mentioned. So basically, I guess this movie is supposed to take place in some kind of comic book universe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So and then and then we find oh right. So they yeah. The only people for the job are are Batman and James Bond, mm -hmm. who who don't like each other. No. And, uh, yeah, both played by Dolphy, uh, in Batman, Dolphy in a really baggy looking Batman uniform with what the hell on his chest emblem, Tars? Do you and know what that was? I think it was like a dancing, like a dancing, uh, stage girl with like yeah, a like sash, that. but I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent sure because it looked yeah, like Yeah, it looked a little bit like a chorus girl yeah so a, a buxom chorus girl or sort of a hot and tot venus figure uh but it was very strange it's a silhouette it kind of reminds me of like those those naked lady silhouettes that truck drivers have on their mud flaps yeah. but this is what he has on his chest in place of a bat which seems a little strange because they're already calling him batman so i don't yeah. know why they're trying to yeah maybe it's a logo of something that we just don't get right it may be yeah maybe something that's just sort of uh that only filipinos would understand sort of pop culture or right or some kind of product 
label or something like that. But anyway, it was a source of. There was one scene where you could see it pretty clearly, and I froze the, I froze the uh, the video and like stared at it, and mm-hmm. I I got that it's definitely a woman a woman figure. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe you know they're a sponsor of the movie or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a really cheap Indian Spider-Man spoof movie, and it's sponsored by a milk company, so he wears the milk company logo. So <laughs> maybe it's like that. Right, yes, maybe it's like, you know, yeah. some kind of noodle company or yeah. know, something like that. It's the, it's the nightclub where the, the scenes were filmed for the evil base or something. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And so. the evil base, there's a guy named Drago, yeah. who is the leader of Claw, mm-hmm. I guess. And he looked like he looked like a particular Marvel supervillain, but I couldn't remember who, if it was like, Mole Man or something like that, but he definitely has that kind of look. He wears like a metal skull cap and a hood. Yeah, he sort of looked like Doctor Doom, except they yes. they left his face open. Yeah, and I was confused whether he was a cyborg or not. But it yeah, looks like that it's was, just, yeah, looks like it's just a metal metal hat with a chin guard. Yeah, and then he has as his henchman the Penguin. And played by a pretty big guy. I, and, and it's curious to me why the, peng, the penguin is like the go-to Batman villain. You know, like like the the show Gotham is like, you know, it's all about the penguin. They couldn't even keep the Joker alive for two episodes. <laughs> so so anyway, there's there's a big guy, a very uh, uh, hypertrophic version of the penguin, and then there's a dude who wears sunglasses, who has a spiked ball for a hand. And then there's some women who are dressed like uh, the Black Rose from the Choi An movie, Black Rose, which was interesting. And one of them is called Black Rose, but she's not dressed like that. No, she's actually, her her mask actually is a cat mask, so. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. so she's actually like a cross between Black Rose and Catwoman, so. Yeah, that's true. I guess she is supposed to be the Catwoman. I would guess that that she might maybe she's Black Rose because I don't know isn't she's played by Bella Flores is it doesn't yes. Flores mean flower or, or am I uh, yeah I think so yeah so maybe that's a, a pun on her name or something yeah yeah oh and uh, <laughs> another one of my favorite bits and this is only because my wife translated it but. Uh, it has that classic superhero movie trope where Batman's alter ego, who is not Bruce Wayne, his name is Dolfo, who is, of course, Dolphy, uh, is in love with the daughter of the chairman of the of the uh, United Nations, whose name is Shirley, played by Shirley Moreno, who was a a big a new ingenue at San Pegida at that time. And so he's in love with her, and she, of course won't give him the time of the day the time of day but of course is totally in love with batman mm-hmm. you know so there's that sort of lois lane clark kent dynamic going on and there's a really funny scene where you know her sister who's delia who is also bella flores because it turns out she is spoiler alert <laughs> that she is the the Black Rose, but she's castigating her for her crush on Batman, and she's saying she should marry a man with money like Dolphy, and she doesn't like Dolphy, and then Dolphy shows up and tries to woo her, and she's physically, visibly shrinking away from him, and then at one point she says to her dad, Papa! Where is it? 
Papa, Panget, which means my wife told me, Papa, he's ugly. (laughs) 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 It's also during these scenes where Dolphy's uh, badly trying to hit on her, the the Robin character is spending all his time laughing at everything he does, too, which is also right. (laughs) Yeah, Batman and Robin have a very antagonistic (laughs) relationship in this movie. And, uh, yeah, and, 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 uh, and Dolfo slash Batman is often punching Robin in the face or slapping him and stuff like that and calling him an idiot. <laughs> uh, so on the version you watched, Tars, was he called Reuben or was he called Robin? Uh, I think it's it was Reuben, although it might be, you know, they just... Yeah. How like, they, however, you, however you want to interpret it, I think. Right, yeah. You can't I, really hear it good enough. Yeah, the first the first time I watched this, it was an unsubtitled version. But someone had given me a printout of the English, le- the translated dialogue, and in that it said Ruben. But again, it seems like there's no real reason to call him Ruben because his costume is exactly identical to yeah. the Robin of the comics and the TV show. But I, I but I think that in the I think that the um, Mad Magazine parody from the fifties. What he was called Ruben, so yeah, maybe, maybe that's a character. character yeah, maybe from that. Ruben is his secret identity name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. Right. He does. They don't really say what his name is. If his name is Dick. Yeah. But, and then there's a really good scene, like when they're first inter- Batman and Robin are first introduced, where they enjoy a meal together. And if you want to see a movie where Batman and Robin eat rice with their hands and bicker with each other, this is the movie for you. Yeah. And there's and like Bat and and Robin like very laboriously like the you know Batman complains that the food isn't flavorful enough, and and Robin very laboriously goes to the lab and con- makes this concoction and puts it on the you know the food and 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 Batman's like this is vinegar. <laughs> You could have just gone to the store and sl- slaps him, you know, yeah. and then and then he wipes his hand on Robin's cape, which yeah. I, also. Yeah. 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 Eat your heart out, Batman v Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is def- if yeah, this is the movie to see if you're like just can't wait to see Batman v Superman. Yeah. Superman's not in it, but no, which it's a, with all the stuff they threw in, it's sort of surprising, but yeah, yes, this is true. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the James Bond character, a lot of the times in the film, he's gets saved by a, a woman character who, her name might be Jenna, but I'm not entirely yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it was, I, I think, I heard Jenna, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought maybe she was supposed to be, like, I guess she's this Bond girl, or I thought at first she was supposed to be, like, Ms. Moneypenny or something, but yeah, yeah she keeps showing up. Yeah. Uh and isn't yeah isn't given much of an introduction. She's just kind of there, yeah. but plays a big part in the action. You yeah, know? yeah, she's pretty confident or competent with the uh, action choreography. So yeah, yeah. One thing that's really striking about this movie is how about two thirds in the way uh, uh, of the way in, it completely stops being a comedy, and it just becomes this very violent super melodramatic you know it becomes very pretty serious mm-hmm. and there's i mean there's a uh, and you know the obviously 
and this is true of a lot of uh, Dolphy's spy movies too. I think, in the interest of pleasing everybody, they um, they also function as well as being these kind of madcap comedies. They also function as straightforward action movies. Like the action scenes in this movie aren't really slapstick. They're pretty straightforward fight scenes, and yeah. a lot of them go on for quite a while. Yeah. And I think that's because you know. Well, hey, it's James Bond and Batman, and even though it's silly, you want to see them fight. And then you get yeah. to see James Bond fight the Penguin, which, you know, <laughs> where, where, are, where else are you going to see that? You're not yeah. going to see that in Batman versus Superman, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there. Yeah, so the, the actually, like, if you just like, you know, you know, competent action scenes from with a 60s flavor, these are pretty pretty well done in that department and like most characters have multiple scenes where they're fighting yeah one or more other characters too yeah so it's it's not like you know certain characters like some of these films have characters the community characters just sit out here it's like everybody fights yeah just yeah everybody's yeah everybody's in the fight yeah yeah another thing about this movie is that there's some really interesting camera work i forget the name of the cinematographer but there's a lot of uh you know, almost new wave style camera compositions, a lot of deep focus shot where you have something, you know, some object in the in the foreground, which you're sort of that creates an aperture that you're looking through. I mean, yeah. it's a very it's a very visually interesting movie. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, so definitely things to recommend it. Um, yeah. And a lot of like scenes where it shoots through people's legs and then they yes. frame the center the the action around that. And yes. Like, yeah, and like, or like, they'll have the static shot, and they build everything around it, and so like, some of the scenes are really they're neatly composed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, you know, some of these films they just set up the camera and let dumb things happen. This one, they yeah, you know, that they, they were pretty active, so it's pretty. Yeah. yeah, the camera is definitely it's very fluid camera work, very creative. Let me look and see if I have I I mentioned the name of the cinematographer in my. In my Teleport City review, let's see, <laughs> Amari Agra was the A-M-A-U-R-Y Agra, A-G-R-A. So, uh, yeah, look him up on the IMDb. Is there, a, like, like a Filipino version of the of an internet database, like how, like, Hong Kong, there's the Hong Kong movie database? Yeah. And, and there's, a, there's a Thai one for Thai movies. Yeah, and there's, an, and then there's an Egyptian one too. Yeah, I don't. There know. should be. If there yeah. isn't, there should be. There's definitely a good few sites dedicated to these older uh, sort of Filipino pulp and B movies. That one you, the one you found, the Pelicula ATBP is mm-hmm. uh, de- that's a gold mine. It has tons yeah. of. There's also what's that one? Uh, uh, Video forty eight. Video forty eight. Yeah. yeah. He just puts tons and tons of posters up, and he like he's still yeah. like four or five years on. He's still putting up stuff like almost every day. Like, yeah, yeah. So while a lot of these movies didn't uh, survive, it's kind of like Mexico, where you have these movies that are lost, but there's just tons of lobby cards, tons of posters, you know. And the same thing, uh, Philippines. They had there's just a lot of. Posters like for these Batman movies, pretty much every one of the ones we mentioned, you can find posters and even stills for them, which in a way makes it kind of even more painful because they look so fun. Yeah, you know. But that's 
you know, that's kind of uh, our beat, ours, isn't it? You yeah, know? you know, it's um, been been having to deal with that for over a decade now, and like yeah. it's to the point where like I don't expect to see any of these movies. That way, when the occasional one shows up out of nowhere, it becomes a huge surprise. Yes, it's like it's a good positive experience. Like when some of the Turkish films popped up about three yeah. years ago. So you yeah. never know what somebody will have on a tape stored away right. somewhere. And there's right. rumors that some of these films might exist somewhere just stored on tapes, just not taken care of. Right. So, you know, well, maybe, I think a lot of the, yeah. the a lot of the ones that have survived have been like TV broadcast copies, yeah. like videotapes that were in the some uh, Filipino TV stations' libraries. Unfortunately, one of the biggest stations in Manila was burned during uh, the People Power. Um, demonstrations, and I think a lot, or, or at least Andrew uh, Leibold was telling me that a lot of films in their library were burned in that instance. Instance, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some of the other studios had like fault fires earlier, like the this, mm-hmm. like this studio that they they lost a lot of their films in a fire, and then they were saved yes. with yeah. uh, the the Roberta film. So, yeah, yeah. So all, yeah. a lot of their older stuff is just gone. Yeah, but yeah, the experience that, uh, you know, what's been happening with the Turkish films gives cause for hope. Cause that was, this was kind of like what, you know, when, you know, even before Own Our Films came around, I think there was just a Three Dev a Dam and a couple of these Turkish pulp films kicking around. And the yeah. word was that everything else was lost. And yeah. then, Onar came around and started putting out more and more films, and then they started popping up on YouTube. And now there's like a ton Mm -hmm. of these old Turkish films out there. So you never know. Yeah, there's always cause for hope. Yeah, and and when when hope runs out, you can always think about something else Mm. rather than weird uh, cult movies. So. So maybe we'll be talking. Hopefully, we'll be talking about Batman fights Dracula because that's one of my big obsessions ever since I heard about that movie. And I know it's going to be terrible if I ever get a chance to see it. I'll be completely yeah. disappointed. But that's not really what it's all about. No, it's the it's, it's the not, search. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like if I look, I look at my giant stack of movies I track down. It's more fun to track them down than it is to watch them a lot of the time. So. Yes, indeed. Uh, even um, then, I don't have time to watch them half the time. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like Bruce Lee versus Gay Power being a key example. Yeah. Like a film that just could not live up to its reputation or its title. Mm-hmm. Another thing about the the movie I wanted to point out is it seems to have a lot of there's sort of, they sort of talk around the fact that. You know, claw sort of like in the in the Indian movies when they're really talking about Pakistan, but they sort of beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're you know the claw is like they 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 keep saying that you know you have to submit to the red is it the red government it's the red something yeah I think yeah the red to, government I think yeah yeah the red government and then at one point. One of the characters who is turned over to Claw says, "I've, ex- you know, I've embraced communism." Mm-hmm. So there's definitely an anti-communist streak through the movie too. Yeah. So, so it's political. Yeah. 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 It's just part of the weird thing of the movie is like, you know, they're threatening to destroy the world in five days, and then 
you know, Batman and, and James Bond spend a lot of the time just futzing around, not really yes. doing anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, there's the threat, and then Batman and James Bond are brought in, and they bicker at first. I mean, there's actually a lot of pretty funny scenes. I thought the scene where where Batman and James Bond are sort of like, you know, dickering with the um, United Nations, like he's... They're like, you know, pick me, pick me. You know, they're fighting. They're like arguing who should get the job. Um, but once they get the job, yeah, this is like a, a series of comic vignettes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, James Bond goes to the beach and gets bitten on the bare ass by a rubber centipede. You know, Batman has all kinds of, you know, he tries to woo Shirley and mm. and Robin mocks him cruelly and and yeah. gets slapped. There's and the, yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. Mm. But then it really kicks in the gear in the yeah. last last half hour. They get down to business and it's just fights, 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 mm-hmm. fights. People shooting laser beams out of their hands and there's yeah. like a giant a giant hand in the claw hideout that shoots lasers and disintegrates yeah. people. So yeah, the last bit is uh, is some kind of active industrial building with yeah. all this really really nasty looking machinery. It yeah, looks like of, it might be pretty dangerous. Yeah, a lot of moving parts and yeah, no like safety it, equipment. No, of course not. Yeah, there's also a uh, the last bit. There's a random spy character in the Claw organization who helps the heroes out, who just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, he's an undercover agent, and both of us thought he looked like somebody. Like, I think it was a cameo by some, you know, leading man from elsewhere in in Filipino cinema, but we could not figure out who he was. So apologies for that, but maybe someone who sees the movie will know who he is Mm. and will let us know. Yeah, because they see... Like they hide his face at first too, and then he seems it's like a reveal when they see who he right. is. But yeah, and he's very yeah, he's very movie star handsome. It's like if he's not a big star, he should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and he's, he becomes big enough that he actually fights the the goon with that hand with a club. Who That's I, right. I think yeah. they call him Joker at some point, although he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't really fit that yeah. slot. Yeah, I I enjoyed this movie. I think it's <laughs> I'm very fond of it. Uh, I think it's pretty funny. I I actually thought it was funnier when I watched it yesterday than when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I watched it with my wife and we were both kind of laughing at it. Yeah. And it's just yeah, it's it's just such a such a funny concept that it's like one. Of, it's really one of those. You know, as we go through this, we talk about these films and we watch more and more of them. You know, what at first seems strange doesn't seem so strange. You, know, you see things that you first think are like, you know, so WTF and like so unique. And then you see, oh, well, there's a bunch of movies that have this. Yeah. James Batman, pretty unique, I think. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. I think it'd be, it's a good introduction film. Like if you just want to get into the world of pop cinema, this is like a good, one of the good, probably one of the best 10 starting films because it's got a lot of neat stuff you won't see anywhere else. It has, right. it has an English subtitle version. It's got enough Western influences that you won't be bored. It's got enough action that you're not going to yeah. spend half the movie fast forwarding. It's got pretty much most of what you want. And it's, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way, but I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, because yeah. like I've, I've mentioned it to a couple of people who want to get into like more obscure stuff. That's like a good starting point. Right. So. Yeah, I'd say that and like Three Devadam and yeah. which is the Turkish movie where Captain and America, Captain America and Santo fight an evil Spider Man. Yeah. It's just just the sort of real one of a kind. Yeah. You know. Three Devadam is the the prequel to Civil War. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should make I'd love to see a Marvel remake of Three Devadom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, we'll and we'll get to see, you know, more about Santos tortured past, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his all his self doubts. <laughs> so I don't know, anything else to say about James Batman? Let's see. I think yeah, besides yeah, what we mentioned, it's it's a good it's pretty good. It's you know, it's it's a movie. It's it's called James Batman. It has James Bond and Batman. It's yeah, you know, you want to see it, so track it down. Yeah, yeah right. You, you know, you want to see it, so yeah. stop pretending. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're not you better than this. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're not you're not better than us. So just you know, admit it to yourself. Yeah, track it. It's easy to find. Yeah. So yeah. get it. Yeah. See it. We won't judge you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't just... guarantee that other people won't judge you, but yeah, you know, screw them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All right. I'm sure this will be archived, so I'll mention it anyway. I just recorded an episode of the of the Projection Booth podcast with Mike White and also uh, Beth Watkins from Beth Loves Bollywood, a, a great friend of mine was involved in we discussed show the movie Cholet, which is like a classic of Bollywood cinema. So I talked about Cholet and of course I talked about my book, Funky Bollywood. Um and that's going up on February sixteenth. So this or February seventeenth. So it should be available by the time this airs. And it was a very lively, fun discussion. So I Sounds good. Yeah. 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 All right. Until next yeah. time. Until next time and next genre. This is the Infernal Brains signing off. Thanks, everybody. 